0: Going well. This is the uh, the third time I've attempted to record this podcast because I didn't realise the microphone wasn't recording the first time, and then it stopped recording for the second time because it stopped recognising my memory card. So essentially, it's being nice and helpful today, isn't it? Yes, yes, it is. We're going. we doing. We're doing. Well, I'm not having a break. Who's having a breakdown? <laughs> What's up, kids, and welcome to Younger Concrete Podcast. If you are watching this on YouTube, you may have noticed instantaneously that I am facing a completely different erection. <laughs> That's a terrible start to a podcast. I am facing a completely different erection. Of course, that would only happen on attempt number three, where I'm not not intending to do attempt number four. So, uh, so we'll be going with that as the introduction to this podcast, starting today with a completely different erection. That just happened. Sorry, as I was trying to say before I was interrupted. If you're watching this on YouTube instead of one of the uh, the other many platforms, we'll do a little plug. We'll do a little plug for the uh, the other platforms. So if you if you're a Yellow and Concrete regular, you may know that you can get it on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and Pippa, which is a, uh, a podcast platform. I'm not promoting it or anything. That's just the one I'm using. There's many podcast platforms. I'm using Pippa because it allows me to get my tracks on Spotify. There you go, that's hands up That's as simple as the technology information goes for me Uh, That is how I'm doing that We may be losing SoundCloud For Pippa Because the cost of keeping both going Is is more than I'm I'm wanting to pay But, so I apologise If you're a SoundCloud listener You may have to move to a different platform That's just shocking I've just dropped the bomb there That you may have to move to another platform But I will give you plenty due warning If that is going to happen Look at me. Look look at these eyes. You know, you could be on YouTube looking at these eyes, knowing that that's going to happen. But what I was trying to make a point of is that my desk is facing a different direction. It is... Well the, desk, well, the desk is in a completely different room. I am facing a different direction. So, essentially, the other week, I had a migraine. And it was one of those migraines which starts off as, like, a small pain in the back of your eye. And it feels like someone's slowly pushing a needle into it. Until, eventually, you realize that it's not one needle a whole bushel of needles bushel being the correct term for a large group of needles i'm just clarifying that right now i don't care that's that's what we're going with um into the back of your uh, your lobe of your brain and then you feel like there's a large large collection of beetles slowly gnawing away at your central nervous system that's probably as apt as i can get with a description of a migraine uh, without you know without going into swearing and and trying to kill myself but um that's 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 part of it that's part of the, the whole situation but i had this migraine and it was gradually subsiding and i got a moment of clarity um because it came out at the same time as where my pc had broken the tragedy of my pc breaking hence why the delayed podcast the other week massive apologies for that i didn't see anyone shouting about it but if you were uh, upset that that podcast wasn't there that is the reason why it wasn't there so there we go um but my pc was broken so it wasn't on my desk because i had to ship it downstairs and for the first time in a very long time my desk didn't have anything heavy on it it didn't have my monitors it didn't have the the tower it didn't it wasn't wired up essentially so it was in a movable state it was still covered in crap because i live in a, a small collection of things um but it, it was it was you know it was movable so i decided to take that push and move it and i've put it in a different room in my house because okay so I live alone in a house with two bedrooms. I rent because I'm not quite wealthy enough to own a house yet. But my desk was in my bedroom. Which means I'd go from my bed to my desk and my desk to my bed. I'm spending 90% of my time in my my house in one room. In In a house with multiple rooms, I was spending it in one room. And I felt that was wrong. And I felt that was kind of depressing. I try to spend time in each room. Kind of equi- equidistantly, because it also gives you just, you know, some variation to your life. It gives you, you know, space away from something. If you're not feeling bed day, then you go sit in the different room. You go sit in this room, or you go down to sit downstairs, spend some time in the kitchen, sit outside. I know for people living alone and living in single-bed apartments, that's, that's a hard thing to deal with. And you can deal with that by leaving your house. But obviously, for me, I've got a lot of space to say there's just me shocking amount of space to say there's just me. So I decided to move my desk. Because then that way I can't avoid work by laying in bed and I can't have work stare me down when I'm trying to relax in my bed. That is why my desk is moving. And that is why we're on a different side. And that you know, that's that's just something which we're all gonna have to deal with. The camera angle may change next week if I don't like this one. I'm just throwing that one out there. That's uh that's a thing. But we're still we're still on a platform of discussion. And we're still you know, trying to be, be ourselves. Um, still looking for guests from the podcast, always looking for guests for the podcast. So if you think you've got something you want to discuss, feel free to just, you know, ping me a message or you know, send me a butt dove or paint it on the front of my house. Um, please don't paint it on the front of my house. Please please don't paint it on the front of my house. And I rent a property, it'll be classed as vandalists. I'm I'm not gonna sue or anything. I'd be flattered, but at the same time, you know don't but it's one of those things it's about valuing your space and your time and and whilst i'm not a person who necessarily deals with um, insecurity of what i do with my time i'm not i i luckily don't suffer from what quite a few people go through which is where you you punish yourself for not doing things because i'm constantly doing things Um, i never get to a point where i have to punish myself or I, I never get to a point where I end up in a cycle where I feel sad about not doing things because when I'm sad, I make things. Um, and when I'm happy, I make things. <laughs> so my own productivity isn't something I really question. Um, and having my, my desk in the room would make me more productive even because I've managed to set up a little, little workshop bench behind me for some other stuff I want to do. So really, I've just kind of increased that already fairly high productivity. I have a high productivity. I just don't share it with you because as we've discussed in other podcasts you know i'm, I'm terrible at advertising my own worth. and i got thinking about that the other day i got thinking about a few things the other day as you do and i figured i would discuss them because podcasting um and how how i view myself within the world now i'm very comfortable with me that's just that's something which I, I've I've developed over time. I was not this. This isn't this has taken you know, I'm twenty-eight, so it's taken twenty-eight years for me to get to this level of comfort with myself. I'm not an uncomfortable person. I I don't you know, I don't sacrifice my comfort for other things. And that in a way, that that keeps me inside. It keeps me very protected. And occasionally I do push myself outside my comfort zone. Um recently I did some spoken word. I say recently, that was months ago. Um, and that, that, you know, that was pushing myself out of my comfort zone. But it was still very controlled. It was still very in my control because it was my decision. I chose what to read. I, you know, I went on stage and I did it. And I didn't have to do that. So it was all still very controlled. And the same with the things I wear. The things I wear, I wear because I'm comfortable in them. I don't, you know, I don't throw on a t-shirt. And if I'm uncomfortable in that t-shirt, I don't go in, out in that t-shirt because... I'm worried that someone else will think the other t-shirt I'm going to wear is uncool or, you know, anything like that. I just, if I'm not comfortable, I don't wear it. That's one of my my pet hates of when you go on a a night out or something and you see someone at something which is not necessarily too tight but ill-fitting and they're constantly adjusting it for the entire night. You know, a guy's jeans is too too tight and is constantly having to just readjust himself. Or the t-shirt which rides up all the time and they're constantly having to put it down. It's like, you're making yourself uncomfortable. I don't understand it. And the only reason you appear to be doing it is because you're worried what other people will think if you don't try to reach this level of whatever fashion um, is masquerading as at the moment. And that's something I avoid. That's something I've always avoided. But it's not something which I've... I was born with, um, it's, it's not something which I, I've naturally had. I'm a very relaxed person, which I get from my dad, but at the same time, I'm, I'm not, I'm not void of insecurity. I think if anything, these podcasts show is that I'm massively insecure. (laughs) And there's a lot of problems, but you know, I, I maintain this temperament and I maintain what, what I'm doing. Um, and I do that by having lived life and experienced things and and come up with coping me coping coping me- Yes, I'm just doing a shitload of coke. That is how I make it through my day. Um, coping mechanisms to to kind of balance that out. I Just realised there's like a weird like haze going on on the camera right now because of the sunlight. I kind of like it. We're, we're going to stick with it for a little bit. Um, but it got it, it reminded me. I was having a conversation. I'm going to jump all over the place, but again, back to the topic. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine, um, and we were discussing makeup. Now, makeup is, if anything, any topic in the world, it is the subject which I, I'm quite stubborn about. Um, probably quite prejudice about, actually. Uh, <laughs> in the sense of, I dislike makeup. I dislike the makeup industry, I dislike makeup adverts, I dislike people whose entire lives are makeup, um, I have quite a harsh view on makeup as a whole, and I'll, I'll explain that, but I, it also got me thinking why I have this harsh view, and we're going we're gonna to get into that, we're going to get a little deep today, we're going to explore some of Graham's history and how Graham began yelling at concrete um, at quite an early age. So to to clarify my points on makeup, okay, so why do I dislike makeup? Why do I dislike people who wear makeup or focus on makeup or anything like that? And I, I think it's, first off, it's dishonesty. So regardless of your gender, male or female, if you are reliant on makeup within your day and you only like yourself when you're wearing makeup... To me, it's a dishonesty of yourself, because you're not accepting yourself as who you are. Instead, you're you're wanting to wear the mask. And in some ways, you're wanting recognition for wearing this mask. And I know some people use makeup to cover things, um, like birthmarks and scars, because they feel insecure. And I have no problem with that. It's when it becomes something along the lines of... This actress or this actor only looks good in makeup. Here they are without makeup. Look how disgusting they look. Ah, oh, they haven't got the time to put makeup on. You know, it's all that kind of thing, and it, it it ties into that whole point of of people putting other people down and and feeling better because they're wearing something makeup wise, and and it just seems so fake. It's it's beyond fake. I can deal with fake personalities, but this is a physical object, and then. We pile that on top of makeup advertising, which is essentially designed to play on those insecurities. Makeup advertising is the worst for people's mental health. There are so many bad advertisements, but makeup is... The industry is just, oh my god. They're basically just profiteer of people feeling bad. That's... That's the bottom line of makeup advertising for me. is Is they're profiteering off someone's insecurities and ill mental health in order to make money. That's that's how I view it, and I view it as that because if you think of any makeup advert, so we'll take standard makeup advert to Do a foundation. So why do you want to wear foundation? You want to wear foundation because it gets rid of the imperfections in your, in your face. That's. That's essentially it. Or you feel you like your skin tone isn't exactly as you want it to be, so you want to go up or down in the gradients, um, and you can use it to cover things and blemishes and marks and all that kind of stuff. And whilst you know, I, I realise not everyone's comfortable with, with seeing their own face. The way foundation is advertised is having porcelain skin is is airbrushing yourself is literally. At one point, there was a roller. There was a little roller which you could roll into makeup and then roll onto your face as though you were some sort of canvas or wall. Like, you're plastered. And that that phrase, <laughs> plastered in makeup, that's that's a true phrase. Because it's troweled on. And natural look makeup. Oh, my God. Natural look makeup is the biggest oxymoron. You can tell I'm quite <laughs> quite fashionable. It's the biggest oxymoron. Because... It's not natural look, because you... Because you don't wear makeup naturally. That's that's the truth there. Now, I'm never going to shame anyone for wearing makeup, because it's your choice. And completely your choice. And people don't look bad or don't look good, and there's people who wear makeup and look bad, and there's people who wear makeup and look good, and that's you know that's your prerogative. My problem isn't with you. My problem is, is this lie which we've kind of been sold as a whole. Um... And and how it affects people, because you get people who are really young, who are really sold this lie, you know, that whole, it's that classic thing of having a child, like literally a child, I'm talking like toddler age, and then putting on mummy's makeup, or putting on dad's, you know, dad's clothes, and that's the lie, that they see wearing makeup as being an adult, and that's completely wrong because being wearing makeup doesn't make you an adult and then you get teenagers who wear makeup to look more adult because they want to be adults because they're teenagers and you know, you're 12 years old and you're wearing blusher and eyeliner and enough foundation that you could support a small bedsit and it blows my mind and I feel so sad for them because at an age where you're completely unsure who you are completely unsure of everything about you you're already being told well whatever you know of your body it's not enough whatever you whatever you think of your face we can mask it because that's what the adults are doing and that's I think that rounds out kind of my disdain for makeup and so it got me thinking where did this begin? Why? Why do I appreciate more when people don't wear makeup? Why do I have such a problem with eyebrows? That's a serious problem for me. People who draw on eyebrows—it's it's a prejudice thing. It's, it's something which makes me dislike people in the same way of when I see people in football shirts, and I think it's terrible that I do that, but I can't get it out of my head. I just can't, and I realise this is a style thing as well. You know, I'm friends with goths. I'm friends with punks who paint their faces in dramatic ways. I listen to KISS. I don't have a problem with them. But I think it's because there's a, there's a truth that it's fake. You know it's fake. You're wearing theatre. You're, you, you're completely accepting that it's theatre. And yet, for other people who don't, they're accepting that that's them, and it's not. You don't need makeup to to be you. I don't know. I've gone around in circles there, I know I have, and I, I feel like my point was made, but it wasn't made at the same time. I, you know. Either way, Wear makeup or don't wear makeup. That's that is your choice, and so you look fantastic in makeup, and you 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 know you look fantastic without makeup. I'd rather people be comfortable with themselves, and I know it's not that easy. I know it's not, which is why I, I got thinking about why I have the view I do on makeup, why I'm you know slightly prejudiced and broken to to makeup wearers, um, why I get uncomfortable going into makeup shops. Why I think makeup adverts are completely ridiculous. It's it's live action airbrushing. It's so disgraceful. <laughs> but I got thinking about it. So obviously, being the uh, the Freudian trip that I am, I got thinking about my mother. Now, mom, hello. If you're watching this, um, thank you for watching. I don't know if you do, um, but my mom doesn't wear makeup she's never worn makeup around me Um, she doesn't own makeup she doesn't own eyeliner she doesn't own uh, mascara Uh, I've never seen her with foundation on the only thing she does is paint her nails and I'm guessing at some point that had a massive impact on me because my mum looks great she looks herself, she never feels uncomfortable because she's never put makeup on she's comfortable with her skin that's that's a thing which I've saw and I've always seen. I don't know if she wore it as, as, a, as as a teenager. I am um, guessing at some point, you know, that's you know being a teenager and she was a teenager during like the seventies or something like that. So that's 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 a likelihood to happen. But at some point, she just she never got around to it. She never never indoctrinated it into her lifestyle, and that's become such a prevalent thing within our society in advertising that, that that's a whole there's a whole generation now who will never not wear makeup. You know, don't buy your kids, that kind of thing. Um, and then th- there's a whole other aspect to this. So, not that you'd guess from my nice cynical outlook in life, but I was bullied in school. Um, I got beaten up a few times. Uh, but the main thing which happened to me was verbal bullying. Um, that came in many formats. Obviously, as I previously mentioned, I have goth and, and punk rock friends. Um, so being an alternative kid, I suffered a lot for for my music tastes. And I suffered a lot for the way I dressed and blanket baggy and black and velvet. And I was full on gothy at the m- one point. And it made me who I am in the sense of I became very comfortable with who I am. Because the more people, obviously the more people who go against that, the more you want to do it and the more you kind of want to stricken it. But there was a root cause before that of my nickname or my, my, my moniker to those who would bully me was Makeup Boy. Just just dropping a bomb right there, an emotional bomb um so when I was a kid, and if I ever shave my face, I imagine people will notice quite quite easily. I blush incredibly easily. I also have very long eyelashes for a male uh quite blue eyes, and I have very red lips as well, which when you're a overweight uh, 9 to 16 year old are all accented by the fact that you're uncomfortable. <laughs> uh so be, kids being kids they picked on that. They they found that as a thing. I was known as makeup boy to all the year groups above me. My own year group didn't really adopt it. They had other things to focus on like picking on my hair. Um but to older generations, they noticed it straight away and they they picked it out. I was made up by that's what they were shouting the uh, shouting the corridors. Um, that's what you know throw things at me. That was that was the moniker, um, and that had been there since since infant school. The first time I got picked on was because because I blushed easily. The, first, and the next year, uh next time I got picked on uh, was because of my lips because I've got very large red lips. Um, which are nicely hidden by a moustache nowadays. <laughs> Just exposing the insecurities right now. Um, and you know, they called me Rubber Lips, and they called me Makeup Boy, and that that was a thing. And maybe that, that kind of added to it, uh, of, of my general disdain, that it was, in a way, I kind of hated it more. Because they were trying to not only apply something which I didn't believe to me, they were trying to apply a fictional thing. And then they were saying that that was bad. Because I was a male because it's makeup boy. Whereas if I'd been female, it probably just looked like I was wearing makeup. Maybe bad makeup, but makeup at the same time. So I've had this history with this this product. It's it's just a product. It's like having it'd be like having a bad history with candles. You know, can you be candle boys? Like It's just there. So it exists within within my world and it's it's I'm heavily heavily affected it i i think um if i talk to kind of like past friends and stuff my views on makeup have always been very derogatory and very very caught in that 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 mix in my head and instantly there's a distaste when i talk about it of this whole idea of painting your face to to be pretty or painting your face to be normal and and how advertisements just persist in creating the idea that normal is painted, normal is, is is covered up, rather than just allowing people to be themselves. There was a, a trend, when was it, it must have been four, four, four years ago now or so, of, of of posting a selfie without makeup. And it was a fantastic trend, I thought. I had my problems with it. But another trend rose out the other side of it of posting your face with makeup because the whole idea was the whole idea was breaking that gender barrier which you know as a concept is is, is brilliant it's you know you are going to take women without makeup post them on social media, so men should post with makeup as a concept is fine, but because it was makeup, my brain just would not accept it. Not so much that it was men wearing makeup, just people wearing makeup, and it was this idea of inspiring confidence. and And I think I thought it was great. The less makeup you can wear, the more you're just being yourself, and the more comfortable you are with yourself. And I'm I'm always so happy to meet someone who who doesn't wear makeup or wears very minimal makeup because. There's an exposure there. There's an exposure of them being comfortable with themselves. And I love to see that. And I encourage people to be comfortable with themselves. Because... You're always going to be with yourself. I know it's a lot harder than I make it sound. I'm, I'm very aware of that. Um, as I say, I don't, I don't want to shame anyone for wearing makeup. I want to shame the makeup industry for what they do. You know, I want to shame the people who go out of their way to make teenagers feel bad and you know, tell women and men that they aren't pretty enough unless they buy their products. That's my problem. My other problem is that I can't look at makeup without seeing that message. And that, you know, I was bullied as a kid, so... Not that it makes prejudice right. That just That's one of my things, and I'm very aware of it. So feeling a nicely a little bit exposed here. Yeah. But owning my own, you know, own bullying by explaining why I have such strong feelings today about a certain subject. But I don't know. Maybe you agree with me, maybe you don't. Either way, you can let me know in the comments or you can share this video around. And if you work for the makeup industry, consider what you're actually doing, consider how you advertise, consider the effect you have in the way you push those products. Push those products for people who need them. But you know, stop trying to profit profiteer off insecurity. Who knows, maybe it'll happen. Maybe we'll get a nice advertising law. That'd be nice. I'll talk to you guys later.